happy Canada Day, happy American Independence Day, happy Lacazette Day, and whatever you're celebrating, like some kind of illicit substance, the Koshcast is here to make it that much better. This week, we'll check in on TFC after they become just another victim from the Northeast to get blown apart in Dallas, check out the market where there are more transfers in and out than the Cayman Islands, touch on the Confederations Cup final where Germany remained cool against Chile, and end with an update on the Canadian Premier League. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Bernie is with me as always. Yep. Great to be back. How are you? I'm awesome. Awesome. Recovered from a, a great weekend. You had quite a weekend, didn't you? Bachelor party, Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought we would have a mature, non-rowdy weekend, but uh, who no, was I kidding? No, not at all. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get into more details of that later. Um, we also have a special guest with us today. Uh, Bernie, why don't you tell us who, who's sitting right here? Yeah, so I'm glad to have uh, my good friend Chimdi. Uh, she needs a childhood friend and a uh, fellow United fan. It seems to be too many of us. So yes, Alex sir. Is like him, Outnumbered but, uh, again. Welcome, Chimdi. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Um, now, Chindi, you you, uh, you listen to the Koshcast, right? Yes, sir. So, so you know how it goes. Religiously. Yeah. All right. So uh, you're going to do a movie of the week for us later, right? Okay. <laughs> All right, I got good. one. Um, but why don't we start this week, Bernie, with um, Toronto FC? Awesome. Usually, usually this season, when we talk about Toronto FC, it's because they've won. Unfortunately, yes. this week, they got murked in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, they, they got absolutely murdered. Should I say that, considering... Um, someone else got anyway. I alluded to it in the oh, intro oh, anyway, did. and yeah, now yeah. I just blatantly said it. <laughs> but yeah, they got they got absolutely wrecked. Uh, poor defending all around. Um, what's his name again? The the one you said he was never at the right time place. So Mavinga. Yeah, Mavinga. He was no good. Um, the defending was overall trash. But I have to give it to Dallas. The goals that they scored were actually very good counterattacking goals. Yeah. Um, speed of counterattack was very very effective, and TFC didn't have an answer to that. Yeah, I mean the the who's that guy Lamar. Yeah, on Dallas, who was extremely quick. I mean, you know, not being a watcher of Dallas, I've never really seen him before. But yeah, he tore he tore TFC's defense apart. They they just looked like old slow white men. <laughs> yes, basically. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, they, they were slow to react to on on the first goal. That said, you saw some of the, the refereeing decisions. Like, I feel like Josie should have had a penalty when he was hauled down from that corner. Yep. And yeah, then, yeah, and then there was a free kick that. Had the, wasn't given in the build-up to, to Dallas' second goal. Yeah, I thought that was a little little off. I mean, that's that's how they scored. It seemed like a wrestling match because both men did mm. go down in that. Maybe VAR, which I'm sure we'll we'll talk about later, could have come into effect. It actually will later on this yeah. season in MLS. In MLS yeah. So we'll see. All right. we'll see. Um, but oh, TFC obviously missing Betashaw, who's injured. Um, Edwards, Vasquez, Morrow. So they had like... Ashton Morgan and Elseth at the back. Elseth was playing his first game, and and that was horrible. <laughs> and Ashton Morgan is just not very good. So, like you can kind of understand this this loss. It it does mean they relinquish first place in the East. To Chicago, Chicago. Yeah. who have been unbelievable. They have. Um, yeah. Boston. Anything to do with that? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't like. Is it, is it our loss? The Manchester's mm, loss that Boston's found his form in the in Chicago. A big loss, but um. Good for him. I mean, he's having fun over there. So, yeah. And and uh, uh, what's his name? Nicola Nicola Lynch or something. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can never pronounce his name. Even though it's, it's all right. We know who you're talking about. But he's a top scorer in MLS. And he's yeah. doing a great job. The Hungarian. 
Is he Polish? Hungarian. But he played in Poland. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, TFC play Orlando tomorrow night away, so that's mm. a tough game. Um, but hopefully they'll be able to reclaim. Is Laren back from his DUI suspension? That's a good question. That was quite a thing. Yeah. Didn't Canada like leave him out of the Gold Cup for that? Yeah, but that's a little stupid on Canada's part. <laughs> yeah, <isn't> exactly. <laughs> we don't even have any players. <laughs> Come on. Um, maybe you could get the job up front. Hey, 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Toronto FC, minor blip, but I think they'll be all right. Yep, yep. All right. Um, Let's move on now. I, you know, I tweeted earlier today. It's the summer. There's not really anything that we have to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, and so I asked anyone if they had any suggestions for topics. And um, Rob at Buzz Dohorn or Buzz Do, I don't know how you say it. B U S D O H O R N. I'm not going to try. Anyway, he's a he's a top bloke, mm-hmm. um, and he wants us to talk about the best and worst sponsors. So okay. I, took, I took the liberty of printing off a list of the Premier League sponsors. Okay. And we're going to go through them. Please do. Is that all right? Okay. So AFC Bournemouth are sponsored by a company called M88, which is just like, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you guess what they do? M88 gambling. Correct. Betting, yeah. Yeah. All right. Arsenal, obviously the Emirates, which is an airline. Uh, Brighton and Hove Albion. Sorry, hold on. Emirates aren't allowed to bring laptops to the. You can't bring a laptop on. I think they just lifted that ban, actually. Did they? For uh, one of those countries, I think they actually did. Mm. It It might be be Emirates. Maybe. They're good again. Alright. Because Arsene Wenger would be a bit annoyed (laughs) if he wasn't allowed to. If he can't watch his football scout videos from Japan. I'm a little bit flying with the handbrake. (laughs) Um, Brighton and Hove Albion, American Express. Okay, I'm, I'm down with that. That's quite classy for mm-hmm. a prem- promoted club. Yeah, the Amex Stadium. Yeah. Um, Burnley, Daffabet. Ah, move on. That's <laughs> <laughs> Filipino, by the way. Filipino ah. betting company. Okay. Yeah. Um, Chelsea, Yokohama Tires. Okay, all right. All right. Reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, man, this is the one. Crystal Palace, Manbet X. Manbet X. X. <laughs> this sounds like some risky. <laughs> exactly risky. Okay, so it's a betting company based in Malta, and if you look on their website, there's like scantily clad fitness models doing exercises on a beach. Wow, <laughs> it's bizarre. Are you telling me that no respectable company, like I don't know, Sharp, like this, I wanted the, the, the sponsor <laughs> Crystal Palace, Sharp still in business? I mean, my TV is sharp. That's the only reason why I thought about this. Oh, true. Yeah. Proper United fan. <laughs> wow. um, all right. Um, Everton, new sponsor, Sport Pesa. Any, any guesses? Betting? Yes. India? Kenya. Ooh. Yeah. Kenya. Not that uh, I was anywhere wow. near. Nairobi based. Um, Huddersfield Town, OPE Sports. Should I say betting again? It's betting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leicester, King Power. But isn't it. Sorry. Isn't there going to be a ban on uh, betting and gambling sponsorships? I saw something like this recently. I I would love that. Because Joey Barton really started up a fuss about this whole thing. It's the one good thing he's ever done. Oh, So you can't have uh, betting companies sponsor jerseys? I think very, very soon. Clearly, these people are going to be on shirts next season. But well, the I think thing is, like, like, all of these companies will have signed multi-year deals, no? Yeah, it's probably breach of contract if anything goes down. But see what Joey Barton's doing to, to the league. Jo- Joey Barton, mm. yeah, yeah. 
Alright, um, so King Power is like travel, retail. Uh, Liverpool, standard charter. Bank. Correct. Whew. <laughs> it's like you're playing weakest link. <laughs> Bank. Um, City, you got Etihad and Nexon tyres. Okay. Whatever. Right. United. Chevrolet. I forgot. I, forgot. <laughs> I actually forgot. Chevrolet. Um, Newcastle. And we have a noodle, uh, <laughs> noodle sponsor. Oh, yeah. Oh, you've got a sponsor for everything. We have a tractor sponsor. I think tractor. we talked about that one, too. Yeah. yeah. Shame you can't grow your own youth players anymore. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey. Um, Fun 88. Bet. Betting. Yep, Asian gambling. Um, Quick question. What was that 88 thing? It's a thing. M88? M88? Fun eighty eight. I don't know what. what yeah, I don't, I don't mate. know. <laughs> Fate and mate. Um, Southampton Virgin Media. Sure. Uh, Stoke City bet three six five, and top eleven, which it turns out is like a fantasy football game. <laughs> wow. Um, is that one with Mourinho on the on the front? Probably. Okay, that's that's a breach of contract or conflict or something. Something's yes. wrong with that. Um, Swansea City, Letu. Betting. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tottenham AIA, which is like insurance, insurance I think. Yeah. yeah. So basically, betting on your life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> Watford FX Pro and One Thirty Eight dot com. Both of them are betting. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. One Thirty Eight dot com is Asian gambling. FX Pro is like trading. Yeah. Trading what? Like stocks. Oh, yeah. so betting again. Yep. All right. <laughs> um, I'm going to skip one because I'm going to come back to it. Uh, West Ham Betway. Nothing else needs to be said there. Um, and the, okay, so this is the one I'm going to come back to because this is actually the only interesting one in the league. West Brom mm-hmm. are sponsored by a company called Palm. Palm. Not yeah. Palm Pilot, like the company that... Palm, like... Could you imagine? Palm what? I, okay, so I'm going to read to you, read to you about Palm. Palm. Ready? Okay. Uh, this is not the pomegranate drink. This is like... Like P-A-L-M. K-A-L-M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Sometimes people get confused when I say that. Um, all right. Uh, Palm was founded in 1984 and operates in more than 20 cities in China, Hong Kong, and Europe. It's closely associated with the club's controlling shareholder, I'm not going to pronounce this, uh, Goshuan Lai, who is co-founder of the company's successful eco-town development arm. Here's where it gets interesting, right? With a key focus on the living eco-environment in the past three decades, Palm provides clients with the industry-wide chain services required for the ecological environment, including design and landscaping. Isn't this like a gardening company? <laughs> is, is, is that what I understand there? Like I landscaping? This is a, they're sponsored by a gardening company. I, I don't know. They're sponsored by a bunch of blokes who go and mow your lawn. This, this is <laughs> what this is. Isn't that like the, what the kids do in the suburban neighborhoods? This is like, literally what I need in Ajax. Like, Wait, who, who won the, uh, the, the groundskeeping uh, award? <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure Palm had something to do with this. Yeah, I, like, I don't know... I don't really know what to think about this. This is... I, I don't want to think about this anymore. <laughs> the long-term strategic goal of Palm is to become a leading global eco-town operator and remain a leader in China's new urban transformation to optimize the nation's right, economic this is, structure. This is, this is gardening. This is actually gardening. It sounds like they're taking over. This is me. like HGTV. <laughs> I, I can't. I I let's, let's, let's move on from this. All right. Anyway. Um, oh and, the, and the last thing that, that Rob wanted us to discuss was Toronto's massive rubber duck. Yeah, you were going to explain this to me. What, what is it? Oh, yeah. Do you know about this? Uh, I knew about it. I mean, in the drunken haze that was the weekend, mm. I did see images of a, of a big rubber duck on Instagram. And I think they just it was for Canada's 150th yes. birthday or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
I don't really understand the significance of the rubber duck except for that it was there. No, I don't think there is any. So we just had the world's biggest rubber duck and that's what we're, our claim to fame now is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when your other claims to fame are like geese and beavers, whatever. I mean, the CN Tower is pretty cool. Sure. The Raptors are pretty cool. Then there's Drake and the rubber duck. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in that order too. <laughs> I actually uh, so so just yeah just for context like Canada's 150th birthday which is a bit pathetic anyway but there's not much you can do about that. It's also not true but sure. Well yeah true. <laughs> um, under that name um, and yeah the, for some reason the government decided that a massive rubber duck floating in the harbour front would be a good idea. So, But the thing is, the, the more pathetic thing is it actually attracted a lot of people. It would have been interesting if it was a, a, a massive rubber f- like girl doing duck face. That, that would have been interesting. <laughs> it certainly would have been appropriate for Instagram. <laughs> um, but I actually got on the bus to get to uh, Mohaned's the other day to mm-hmm. get to your bachelor party. Mm-hmm. And um, a woman got on the bus and was like, does this bus go to the duck? Wow. And the, driver, <laughs> and the driver was like, sure, I don't know. The like, deck has directions on Google Maps. Apparently. No? Oh my, wow. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Enough of that. Yeah. Um, do you want to do Moomoo of the Week now, or do you want to do transfers? Let's do transfers. All right. So, you know the one I want to start with? Uh, Lacazette. Lacazette. Yes. Someone tell me why I should be excited by this. Molly Lacazette. Because <laughs> you're Arsenal, maybe, and you haven't signed. Finally, a in two years, you got the man you wanted. Jesus Christ! This is this is pretty exciting stuff, boys. <laughs> Go on, please be excited. Okay, well, like, Welbeck has pace, right? But he can't shoot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Giroud can shoot, but he can't run. Yes. Now we've got someone who can do both. Mm-hmm. And it's only taken eight years. <laughs> I mean, it's really you're just gonna have no one to pass in the ball once Ozil and Sanchez. Oh, Sanchez well. No, didn't you see the article in the Guardian about how the fact that there's no one that wants to buy Ozil? Um, I wonder if that says that he's not as good as he really is. But hey, maybe I'm crazy. But yeah, uh, this is still Lacazette. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant striker. I've been on this program. If we could actually search through the archives. I told you that you should have bought this guy two years ago. Mm. So I called that. Mohamed always calls things, but he calls. He doesn't actually do that. So yes. Anyway. Brilliant, brilliant striker. I can't believe you almost let him go to Atletico Madrid. If they didn't have a transfer, the transfer ban, he would have gone there. Yeah. And then we wonder, like, to me, I'm, it's great that you guys signed him, but it also still shows your incompetence in transfer market that you didn't do this in the first place. No, I agree. I, what I would say to that is, had he gone to Atletico, we just wouldn't have let Sonogo go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Problem sorted. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute um, chaos. No, I mean, it's a really good point. Like, I don't know who else they would have targeted had that not. Aubameyang? They would try. Let, let's think about the merry-go-round, right? So, had Lacazette gone to Atleti, it would have mm-hmm. been because Griezmann would have gone to United. Mm-hmm. Yes. Does that free up anyone? Maybe we could have bought Marshall from you. Can you stop that? Also, <laughs> that, that rumor was a thing yeah, two weeks ago. Like Marcel came out and said these rumors are false. So thank goodness I would cry. If I, I would just pass out. Like If you sign Mark, I would pass out. Yeah. But again, like I said. Maybe they would have boosted their chase for Mbappé. Mbappé. The, the chase in which we have absolutely no chance of winning. The, the funny thing about that is like people were talking about you know what, what can we offer him that Real Madrid maybe can't. And it's like, well, playing time... He can use the club as a stepping stone. It's like, he's already getting offers from Real Madrid. <laughs> what stepping stone? <laughs> I mean, first off, that rumor does not go away. That Arsenal link to Mbappe does not go away. Only Which, because he's French. Yeah, 
this one's French. Monaco. Mm-hmm. Wenger was at Monaco, right? Mm-hmm. It's and I legitimately believe Wenger has an interest. Yeah. But I don't believe it's 125 million pounds of an interest. I mean, the, where there's smoke, there's fire, and it. it really does look like Arsenal have been trying to sign him. Mm-hmm. But I, I assume that would only happen were Alexis to leave. I Weren't they know. in at some point when he was much younger and yeah. they pa- passed on him or what? No, they when just couldn't. He just cho- he chose to stay. Yeah. He chose to stay? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he is a very big Real Madrid fan. He has, a, according to Julian Laurent, he has Cristiano Ronaldo posters on his wall today. <laughs> so Man, that's if weird. If we're talking about this, I mean, he is only 18. Yeah. Like, I, I believe I had United posters on my wall at 18. I'm pretty sure someone like Marcus Rashford probably has everyone on his wall. Yeah. <laughs> and he sees them every day. <laughs> He's like, Rooney's on his wall. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So but, awkward, man. Well, yeah, I, I, I think... That's a pipe dream. I think signing Lacazette confirms that that Mbappe thing. We know it's not going to happen, but I think even Arsenal knew that that was a pipe dream because this becomes the focal point of their attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which then you have to ask the question, what happens to Sanchez? What mm-hmm. happens to Ozil? But more importantly, what happens to Olivier Giroud? I what's, mean, yeah. What's that? I heard that. I heard they're interested in, in uh, Chicharito as well. They are going to sign both. Now they have a double uh, Eddie Carroll up there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest four-three-three of all time. Yes. I mean, the thing with West Ham is they get linked to all the strikers and they don't buy any of them. But then when they do buy strikers, they buy rubbish. They bought Andre Ayew. They bought Zaza. And Zaza. <laughs> <laughs> That's pathetic. But, no, I mean, what happens to Giroud? Ideally, he stays because the thing with... Okay, if you look at the, the collection of Arsenal strikers right now, if you take Lacazette into account, you've got Lacazette, Giroud, Welbeck, Walcott. Now, Welbeck, Walcott, Lacazette all offer a similar thing. You've got pace and some degree of finishing. Oh, I was going to say <laughs> ranking, no finishing. Ranking but... from finishing to none. <laughs> sure, okay. Right? okay. But, but Giroud is, the, is a legitimate plan B, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? So ideally, you want to keep him so you have that different He's your thing. Fellaini. Yeah. He's our Fellaini. He's our much, much better looking Fellaini. Much better looking. I, I, I might say better player overall. Maybe. Oh, that, that's very kind of you. Yeah. yeah. But just because I hate Fellaini with all my soul. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, so you have to figure out what happens to him. I heard rumors of a possible 20 million bid from Everton. Yeah. Who, if we move on to the next rumor, are seriously, seriously lined up. To make an astonishing move for Wayne Rooney. Oh, we're starting with Rooney. Okay. Wait, what did you think I was going for? I thought you were going to start with Michael Keane and Sandro Ramirez, but yeah. Really? We can start with Rooney. Really? Yeah. I mean, he hasn't slipped that far. (laughs) Rooney is is literally and figuratively the biggest move they could possibly make. (laughs) Um, You think this is going to happen? Chimdi, what do you think? Uh, I, uh, I don't know. I hope so. I want him to just be gone. Um, <laughs> only because he's killing himself if he stays. He's not going to play. But then again, if he goes to any other Premiership team, is he going to play necessarily? Where is he going to play? Um, as we pointed out when we were talking earlier, um, at Everton even, where is he going to play? Is he going to start every game? You know, Does he deserve to start every game? I don't think so. So, yeah. We'll see if he goes, if it's, if it leads to us getting someone, which is the surprise talk of of um, Lukaku. Lukaku, yeah. That would be awesome. 
I mean, I, if, if that, that's actually going to happen, like some kind of swap deal, yeah, like yeah, Everton get awesome. Rooney on loan. You know, it's more of a favor. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not a swap. It's more like you know what? We'll, Give me we'll throw him in also. also. Just, just, just make this Rooney thing. Yes, exactly. Okay, so, so we like. Yeah, as you were saying, we tried to run through what this would mean for Everton Mm -hmm. when we were driving here, and we couldn't really work it out. So, I mean, if you think about where Rooney could play, it's like he's either up front or he's like basically a 10. Mm -hmm. So, is he the replacement for Lukaku? No, right? We can agree on that? I I kind of hope not for them. Okay, yeah. And then you think about the number 10 role, and they just bought David Klaassen. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, but... Here's the thing with David Klassen. He seems to me like he's versatile enough that he can play deeper. Mm-hmm. But then again, Rooney does know this league. I have a thing of, do we know if David Klassen is going to be successful or not? No. Do you know if Rooney's going to be successful? Probably not. But the point is, he does have the experience that the team could actually use. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think he hurts them. I don't think he necessarily lifts them to the top four where they want to be. Which I, is the thing. I think it's par for the course. I think he's just... Floating around the pitch, not really. like it's, it's just it is what it is. But maybe there's this fantastic end to Rooney. I don't know. Maybe something like that. But I'm just I yeah. I'm happy he's going more for him. Yeah. Because again, he gets a lot of flack, but Rooney has been a sensational football player for 16 years. Let's say 14, because last two were trash. Sure. But for 14 years, <laughs> he's been very very good. And and I mean. When you think about Harry Kane, you think about how good Harry Kane is, how good he could be, Rooney was better than that. Sure. And that's just a fact. Rooney's been the best English player for 20 years. So, what that means for the national team? Nothing. For Manchester United, amazing. Mm-hmm. Can he, He's done. But we need to all recognize he's done and let him go to MLS for goodness sake. Yes, that's I agree. I this is the thing. I, I just... You say he doesn't hurt Everton. I think he hurts them if... He starts. If he's there to be some kind of backup exactly. leadership role in the dressing room kind of thing, as he is at United, that's fine. But it doesn't get him the more game time. But why leave United to do that? Well, I agree. You know, you might as well do that at United and lift the trophy at the end of the season. Exactly. Right? At I least agree. the Europa League. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, really, I, don't know. I really don't know. I, I don't know. I think, I think it's a, it is a marketing play. And if you really, if that's what it is, then it's good on everything. Because sure. they have no single player who Fair can tell as many shirts the way Rooney will for them. Mm-hmm. Bit harsh on Phil Dragelka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but let, let's talk quickly about their other two actual signings that mm-hmm. have happened this week. Michael Keane, a former United centre back. Good player. 25 million. Good player. You think it's worth it? Yes. I mean, what are we talking about here? We're talking about 60 million on Lacazette and 20 million on Michael Keane? Par for the course, really. Wow, in the same sentence. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> Par for and, the course. Okay, Sandro Ramirez for, for a, a, a cheap 5 million. Don't know who that is. I only heard about him in terms of when everything were interested. Former Barcelona player, went to Malaga last season. I know all like that now, goals. but sure. does, I don't, he doesn't replace Lukaku, does he? he? He's kind of an Aruna Kone replacement. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of holds. It kind of helps the Rooney thing because it's like you're not going to start that guy. <laughs> yes. So maybe you do start Rooney up top. I don't know. But. Actually, he's one of the only other footballers. I don't know if you've seen him, but he's one of the only other footballers who, like Rooney, was receding at 21. Hmm. So, but Iron Robin still beats them all. True. Me? Granted. <laughs> all right. Um, John Terry to Aston Villa. Ultimate villain. He's an idiot. <laughs> he, he really is an idiot and they are stupid for this unless I, they're getting a huge mo- amount of press possibly have, marketing move as well I don't know if they're stupid for that I mean he's a leader 
Steve Bruce knows what he sees in him, I guess, as a leader. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's see what he gives them. Who, who's their Who's their lineup in the in the back? Who, who I, they have? I have no idea anymore <laughs> because they've sold off most of their, their their assets, and I don't know. I just I just feel this is all a joke. It seems like a big joke to me. Aston Villa are really really terrible, and yep. no one else would take John Terry. John Terry said he didn't have the heart to play against Chelsea. He wouldn't have played against Chelsea no. if he was in the Premier League anyway. No. So, I don't know. It's, you oh. know what? It's, let's take it for what it is. It's going to be a bit, a lot of fun. Sure. Oh, we, we can have a weekly Terry update. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be great. <laughs> um, equally fun, Willie Caballero to Chelsea on a free transfer. Good move. It, was that sarcastic? or? Uh, no, actually. I think it's a okay. good move. I mean, Begovic is gone, right? Yeah. Okay. Where did he go to again? Uh, Bournemouth. Okay, okay. So they need a backup. So, yeah. And he's uh, he's okay. He's decent. So it kind of shows... I mean, it's Pep is making very, very clear that it's Ederson and Bravo mm-hmm. at yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. And Caballero, yeah, okay. No, that's a decent move. I agree with Chimney. That's a decent move. All right, fair enough. Um, Tom Ince, Derby to Huddersfield, 8 million. Yeah, Tom nonsense. Ince nonsense. turned down into Milan to play for Hull. Nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. <laughs> it's, it's a disgrace of a transfer. I don't know what they're doing with this. Nonsense. Okay. Um, Tammy Abraham Chelsea to Swansea on loan I've yeah. never seen him play but apparently he's quite good never seen him play either. there's a lot of uh, hype around this kid so apparently he was really good for what under 21 yeah I think he was an under 20 World Cup I think it was wasn't he I don't know uh, anyway let's not pretend like we know this sure <laughs> sure but a, a young English player starting for Swansea would be good news you hope yeah anyway um, Matthias Ginter Borussia Dortmund to Borussia Mönchengladbach. I was a bit surprised by this because I thought like he was one of their up and coming. Step back in my mind, my so, eyes. That seems like a step back. Yeah, uh, I mean Gladbach have actually been pretty decent overall over the last couple of years. Um, I forget who their manager was, but he was very very good. Wasn't that um, Lucien Favre a couple of years ago? I think it was him, and then he went to Nice. Yeah, um, Nice. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe he wasn't getting game time. Gladbach is a good team. I don't know if it's, it's a step back in terms of Dortmund are better, but I don't think the way Dortmund played last season, I don't think the gap is that big. Fair enough. Um, Vincent Ibora, Sevilla to Leicester for 12 million. I don't know who he is. He is. You? I mean, if he's at Sevilla, he was probably useful, and going to Leicester is a money play. Maybe they scouted him when they were playing them in the Champions League or something like that. And he scored against them. Ah, so that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what uh, United used to do? Uh, so we did that with someone. Yeah, well, he ripped us he apart. He ripped us day. apart. But there was someone who actually scored one goal. We signed him and he turned out to be absolute rubbish. Yeah, who was it? I can't remember who it was. It wasn't like Cleberson or Jemba no, Jemba or something? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Are you sure? Oh, you know what it was? It was Poborski scored that one lob in the, yes. in the Euros and we signed him and he turned out to be just not very good for us. Great hair, though. Although he's played in Legends games. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? Uh, I'm going to skip that one. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Um, let's let's talk about Roma for a second. So they sold Paredes and Manolas to Zenit for mm-hmm. about 60 million combined. Mm-hmm. Roberto Mancini took over at Zenit and just started buying people from Serie A. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've sold Salah, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now they've sold Rudiger to Chelsea. So they've kind of cleared the decks. They they have no intention of challenging Juventus, do they? I think they still can though. Are you serious? With who? Well, no, I, I think they can still finish second. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they finished third with Napoli. 
Like, Napoli haven't sold any of their, of their key players. That's and, true. And they were challenging. Now these guys have gotten significantly worse. And Injeko has no one to give him the ball. Well, Salah didn't do that much anyway. But he, does no one, he doesn't have a supporting cast that's useful anymore. They don't have a backline that's useful anymore. Excuse me. It's, that's the, the alcohol from the weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just, they don't have a, a useful team. Okay, I so, don't understand. So here's who, who they've brought in. Uh, Maxime Gonlon. From Roma. Sure, whatever. He definitely used to be good. Yeah. His name is nice, but that's about that's it. That's a wonderful name. <laughs> um, Kaz Dorp from Feyenoord to Roma. I obviously don't know who this is really, but a lot of people are very excited about this. Don't care. <laughs> okay. Uh, you will when United are trying to sign in for like 80 million in a couple of years. Um, Lorenzo Pellegrini is the kid that they sold to Sassuolo for like a million a couple of years ago and then brought him back, mm-hmm. like Italian clubs do. And Hector Moreno from PSV, who you will know because he broke Luke Shaw's life. Yeah, so I hate him and uh, he's trash. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they got worse. Okay. Let's just accept that. All right. Although they made a lot of money. They've made, a, <laughs> they've made so much money, which they needed to do. Um, Terence Congolo... From, who's a centre-back, from Feyenoord to Monaco. I'm only mentioning this because, obviously, in a couple of years, someone will be trying to buy him for, like, all the money. Yes. Um, and because Monaco will go to the quarter-final of the Champions <laughs> League and we're all going to be falling over their players. Okay? Yes, exactly. Um, Eva Banega has gone back to Sevilla for £8 million. That's an upgrade because he was at Inter. Yes. And that was terrible decision-making on his part to go to Inter Milan. Agreed. It kind of sucks for Sevilla, though. They lost him on a free and then bought him back a year mm-hmm. later for $8 million. Really? Are we going to talk about doing that? See, they lose Monkey and immediately they, uh, they start doing I'm bad sorry. Trend. I'm sorry. They sold him, or they lost him on a free. They brought him back for $8 million. I ain't complaining about this. You're getting pogba <laughs> It's exactly where I'm going with this. I know. Exactly where I'm going with this. All right. And Chelsea might get lukaku very soon. <laughs> That's also true. Um, last couple. Jay Rodriguez, uh, 12 million to Southampton. Uh, sorry, from Southampton to West Brom, presumably to play at fullback. <laughs> Good move. He's a great fullback. I mean, is he actually going to play? No. I mean, wait, Rondon and... Um, what do you mean, Phillips? and? Rondon. Think, no, you think Pulis is playing with more than one striker? He'll play with Rodan, like, as a, on a Don't they have, something. what's his name? They have Manny, is it Manny Phillips who did a good They got job? Phillips one side, Chadley on the other. Uh, who was playing when Rondon wasn't playing? Was, Hal uh, Robson Hal Robson Connor. Connor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hal, Hal, uh, Coif Turton Connor. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, and uh, before we finish up on AC Milan, uh, Abu Diaby is on a free transfer, lads. Ooh. Should, should we sign him? Pick him up. Oh. I think I think uh, Ottawa Fury or someone should sign this. Ottawa Fury. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The medical department needs another needs another patient. All right, um, we're going to finish the transfer round round up off on uh, AC Milan. They've obviously been making strong moves in the transfer window, uh, and uh, we asked um, Adamo Adamo Moritacho. Sorry if I killed that uh, on Twitter. Um, who does stuff for Rossoneri TV and uh, Gold.com um, that we all used to read before it stopped being available in Canada. Correction. Yeah. We unfortunately had to read it. Oh, wait. Adamo works for them. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Good job, bro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he writes great stuff and uh, we asked him to comment on Milan's transfer window so far. So uh, this is what he had to say. 
I think this was a big transfer window for Milan. I mean, if you look at the team compared to last year, it is a complete overhaul. You had players like Kessie, Musacchio, Rodriguez, Andre Silva, Chaldinoglu most recently, and potentially even somebody like Andrea Conti from Atalanta joining the squad. So there's some huge moves that Milan have made that are going straight into the starting 11, completely revamping the squad, which is huge for the club. But... Contrary to most people's beliefs, I don't think that we're guaranteed top four. Don't get me wrong, I think it is highly likely that Milan will be competing for those Champions League spots, maybe even third place. Uh, but I don't think that you know we'll be overachieving, getting something like the Scudetto, which a lot of people, are, I personally think, are overreacting on. But... You know, if you look at the depth in the team, I think, honestly, it's probably one of the weakest benches in the top five of the Serie A. I think a lot of teams have more players coming off the bench that can make an impact and other players that can rotate when they're playing in Europe. And I mean, you know, speaking of which, Milan are in Europa League and I don't think we're going to be tanking it. And, uh, you know, Vincenzo Montella has a lot of experience in that competition. So I think that, you know, Milan will be utilizing their players well. But if you don't bring in other players like Borini, which we brought in, but uh, obviously not as a starter, but as a third-string striker, most likely, you need to bring in those acquisitions because you need the depth to be able to compete on all these fronts. And, uh, you know, unless you're going to be tanking many of the competitions, I don't know if Milan will be guaranteed a Champions League spot, especially, God forbid, some of the star players that we brought in go down to injury, lack fitness, anything along those lines. It will immediately put Milan at a downfall in talent-wise compared to other teams because, as I said, our squad is completely thin. So changes do need to be made. There needs to be more players being brought in. Uh, hopefully, maybe even in January or as the transfer window goes on, Milan can solve those depth problems. But I am confident that this team will do well. And I think that the likes of Chalinoglu, especially who has been brought in, possibly to be playing left wing, uh, you know, could be making a big impact at AC Milan in the coming seasons. Thank you, Adamo, for that. I, for one, am very excited to see what Montella can do with this Milan side next season. Um, and I'm sure we'll be going back to Adamo for updates throughout the season. Um, next up, we've got Mumu of the Week. I be Mumu. One thing we are no sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. So, welcome to another episode of Mumu of the Week, where we highlight football's off the pitch idiots, um, vagabonds. <laughs> vagabonds. <laughs> I really wanted to use that word on the podcast. <laughs> but it's Nigerian, uh, it's pigeon English for a fool. And uh, we're going to talk about foolish things. And um, today, our special guest, Chimdi, is going to uh, give us his Moomoo of the Week. Yep. So, um, this week, uh, if everyone knows, Messi uh, got married. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a video floating out there of how horrible <laughs> of a kisser this man is. I mean, if you've been dating someone for that long, you would think that your wedding kiss would be uh, more professionally done. <laughs> I guess Messi doesn't get the memo, or he just naturally is a bad kisser. So <laughs> he was yeah. eating her face. That was an attempt at a French kiss or a peck. I don't even know what's going on there. <laughs> it's brutal. It's like they didn't talk about it before. Exactly. Like, what kind of kiss are we gonna do? <laughs> like, you know, like he, he he's his mouth was so wide open. And she <laughs> she was going in for the regular peck. Yeah, mm. and he his mouth was on her nose in essence. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> I don't know what that was, but. <laughs> But it's like, horrible. Both of you are getting married soon, so I hope you're like taking notes oh, on what me. not to do. I have it yeah. locked down. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're gonna <laughs> practice watch the video. Exactly. <laughs> that was horrible. I don't I don't even get it. It was brutal. 
Very embarrassing. Oh, oh man. Oh, I'm glad. I think this is the first time that Lionel Messi has Messi. made it to Mumu of the Week. Yes. <laughs> I mean, for, for a man with such a, a usually subtle touch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was anything but. Yeah. <laughs> um, a man whose touch is anything but subtle, ask uh, Wayne Bridges, a uh, former fiancé. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to. Uh, John Terry. Actually, sorry. John Terry's not the moon here. <laughs> He's involved. He's involved. So, an Everton, uh, Aston Villa fan, not mm. Everton, Aston Villa fan, I forget his name, Mr. Higgins. I remember his last name is Higgins. Um, he tattooed John Terry's name on his ass. <laughs> and it said, John Terry... Leader, something, villain. and villain, and then SOTC, S- which <laughs> actually means shit on the city, which is uh, they're making fun of Birmingham. Like, yeah, shit on the city, shit on Birmingham. Uh, wow, which which is horrible in its own right. But it's John Terry. I don't know either how far Aston Villa have fallen. That John Terry is the man that you're going to tattoo on your. A 30-something John Terry, not even a... A 35-year-old homewrecker with John Terry. <laughs> and, and he's only there like a maximum of a year, surely. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't someone who's going to be around for a bit. Yeah. I, I mean, did he look at his rap sheet? Racist, uh, homewrecker, uh, general jackass. Oh, wait, I didn't even think about this. Yeah. Gabby is the captain, right? I don't know. Are they going to give it... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. John Terry's gonna be the new captain. White guy comes in. Oh, oh. Mm. wow! Problem. Never yeah. even thought about that. No, no. I mean, Gabby Bonahor is so useless that I'd forget him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you kind of see the problem there. Yeah, just hide your wives. That's all I'm gonna say, Aston Villa, and your fans, hide your wives and your asses. Yes. I be more. One thing we are no sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. Another great Mumu of the week down, and now let's have a quick chat about the Confederations Cup final, which happened on the first day of your bachelor party. Yeah. But we watched it anyway. Yeah, and uh, I didn't. Well, I saw the highlights <laughs> of this, and uh, because I ref- See, you know me, Alex. I'm a very, very... Uh, I have dignity. <laughs> and to me, this, this this and the Copa Centenario are made up things. I don't watch them. So I only watch the highlights because I don't have that much dignity. But anyway, Chile and Germany. I thought Chile had this because this was Germany's C team, in my opinion. But yeah. Chile lost. Germany won. I put it that way because Chile gave Germany the goal mm-hmm. that ended up being the winning goal in this thing. Kind of brutal. It was, it was horrible defending... He didn't know he was over his shoulder, but not good enough still. And Germany stole the final. But it, yeah, it was frustrating. I mean, Chile, despite giving a stupid goal away in the first half, did play much better. Mm-hmm. They dominated the game. Yes. And even in the second half, really, they were, it was all Chile pressure. Yeah. And Germany, who aren't like renowned for being a kind of set up a defense and sit there team, dealt with it pretty well. Yeah, I, I, I just personally thought to myself, you know... Germany are going to get a lot of hype now because they won their 21 Euros and now they've won this. And people are going to say, oh, the German machine and all this crap. Because to me, it's crap right now because they performed so poorly in the Euros. Their first team is still not better than Chile, I think, in terms of output. Chile is probably going to beat the Argentina. Not Argentina. 
Brazil are really good right now. <laughs> yes. And um, France are immense. Their squad depth is immense. Yes. So, I don't know. I'm just not there yet with this team. I, I'm really not. Really? I mean, I mean, I feel like it, it, it's an incredible situation with Germany. And as you said, it, it was like their C team. Like, they've got an A team, they've got a B team, and they've got an under-21 team. Mm-hmm. All of whom are... You wouldn't worry about putting someone from the under-21 or the B team into the A team. Right, they're, they're that interchangeable. Yeah. So it just feels like the kind of we're talking about France's depth, and I agree it's, it is immense, but so is Germany's on this evidence. I think I think Germany has a lot of depth. I mean, clearly, if they can even get this far, then they they have, yes. they're a deep squad. Mm-hmm. But if you look at what it takes to win something like the World Cup next year, you need a very very killer striker. They need that. I think you probably need a lot of rubles into a, the correct bank account. Well, sure. Obviously, next year, you know, Putin and all, but yeah. <laughs> they don't have that good of a striker. They don't, and Muller seems to have dipped significantly over the last year and a half. I so do, they but, need to figure that out if they're going to win this tournament. But look at guys like Timo Werner. Yes. Like this is the, the exactly. why it's fun to watch these tournaments is because you see players that wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily see. Yeah, yes, exactly. And, yeah, and Timo Werner was great. I mean, he was <clears throat> the kind of striker that the first the first team, so to speak, hasn't had in a long time. I don't know, Shindu, you watched watch the game more than I did. What, what do you think of Germany? I thought, like we pointed out, that they, unlike Germany that we know, sat back, took the pressure, and all their counterattacks were really good. I mean, they legitimately, legitimately, why did I always stumble? <laughs> <laughs> legitimately could have scored more goals. Uh, granted, they had like less possession. You know, they got a lot of pressure from Chile, mm-hmm. but. They could have still scored a lot of goals. So, I think they played pretty well. They did their job. They've made uh, Joachim Love look like a, a genius. Mm-hmm. And um, good for them. I mean, they do have a good squad depth. Um, on that front, though, we're talking about France and how good they are in their depth. Do they have that deep uh, squad when you go back to their B, C, D? Teams like do they go that you know compared to Germany? I highly doubt it. I think it depends what you consider a, a BC you know team because when you look at France for example and you think who can play for let's take one position for example the, the starting striker role mm-hmm. you have Kylian Mbappe who can play there mm-hmm. you have Griezmann who can play there Giroud who can play there Mbappe who can play there mm-hmm. if you decide to bring Benzema Black from Black back from blackmail mm-hmm. he can play there as well you're so, missing you're missing some. Oh, sorry, Lacazette. <laughs> and, and Martial, if you decide to. But, you know, they have that depth in there. But I think the point I'm making on Germany Confederation, Confederations Cup is Mexico were no good. Portugal are... Portugal. Boring, really, they never yeah. really... Did they play? I don't think they played Germany. Portugal, they, they didn't meet. No. But this wasn't exactly the strongest team. They faced the strongest team in Chile. And Chile probably were the better team on the day. Yeah. They just made a mistake. So, my point is that they were not better than Chile. No. Mm. And I don't think their A-team is much better than Chile, as is different styles of play, granted. But they have a lot of deficiencies in that A-team, with Mustafi starting as a centre-back. Wow. Well, Mertesak is fit again, so... I'm kidding. He's he's retired. He's retired. (laughs) But anyway, we are talking about two of the best nations in football at the moment. Chile have won... What, two Copa Americas in a row? Yeah, the made-up one and the real one. Right. And what, they won something else, didn't they? Is there anything else that they can win? Mm, no. Anyway, well, that's enough. Yeah. And Germany won the World Cup. 
Yeah, but so, they've played, you know. I think, four straight years. Yes. Like, four straight summers, and Alexis Sanchez and Vidal and co. have not had a break yes. in, in the summer. Exactly. In a while. In, in years. Yes. And frankly, getting this far with Gary Medell at centre-back is just miraculous. <laughs> anyway. And Bolsajor as well. I always forget about him. Bravo was a hero in the Confederations Cup. Oh, my Cup. God. Mm-hmm. And that was the best he's done all season, because, I mean, he's made... There was this tweet that was hilarious that Bravo made more saves in that game than he made all season for Man City. <laughs> but like, wasn't that maybe true? <laughs> <laughs> it was quite close. It was quite close. Um, on Chile, quick note, um, Alexis Sanchez, mm. best player in Chile. Um, Bayern Munich, their chief executive came out today and said they can't afford him. I'm not surprised. So it's literally now Man City or, or Arsenal. Stays. Yep. And... I'll pose a question to you this way, Alex. If you are Arsenal and he refuses to sign, do you do the whole, we're going to sit you on the bench thing and let you rot and then sell him for free or do you sell him? Neither. Uh, I, it, it's a combination because you keep him, mm-hmm. you don't let him go, but you put him in the starting eleven, knowing that he is who he is and he's still going to play and like be brilliant anyway. Right. He's not a kind of guy that will sulk through a season because mm-hmm. this is all he does. It's all he lives to do. So keep him, play him. Hopefully he goes somewhere that isn't Man City on a free next season. I, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. On a free, that would be a big loss. Yeah, but you know what? Money is not exactly something Arsenal are lacking right now. And I think what they need is respect. I, I, I really don't think Arsenal have as much respect as they should do for a club that size. They get bullied way too often for their best players. And I respected Dortmund when they pulled that with... I can't remember who it was. Pulled it with, with Lewandowski, wasn't it? It might have been Lewandowski. But they came out of there with a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. And if Arsenal want more of that and to show that they're a big club, they say, you are not going anywhere. We don't care if you go for free. Get out of here if you want to. But right now, we're not going to be bullied by you and by anyone else for that matter. Yep. Agreed. All right, um, let's end the podcast. Um, sadly, it is ending. Um, let's end the podcast with a quick update on the Canadian Premier League, mm-hmm. which is our favorite new league, mm-hmm. which doesn't exist yet, but it will do soon. Um, and uh, so, so I scoured the internet for updates. It wasn't that hard, was it? Well, no, but there, there just weren't many. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Twitter account got verified, mm-hmm. the Canadian Premier League Twitter account. Awesome. Which is great. I tried to get ours verified recently and it didn't work, so wow. we'll take this as a, as a backup win. Wow. Um, Pitchforks. <laughs> yep. Uh, Paul Byrne uh, tweeted today a picture of a whiteboard on a exposed brick background suggesting that Canadian Premier League has an office. What, isn't it his basement? Harsh. I don't know. He has probably had a nice basement. I'm sure he does. He could have an exposed brick down there. You're right. I'm sure he he does. Um, (laughs) So, Twitter account, check. Mm -hmm. Office, check. Mm -hmm. Just need a bunch more teams. Um, Mississauga looks like they're trying to make a push. Yes. And just at the time that I'm moving to Ajax. So, Ajax, want to get a team, please? There you go. (laughs) What would you call a team called Ajax? (sighs) I wonder. (laughs) Um, and while we're on it, uh, I'm really excited because next week, uh, next Monday, July 10th, we have um, the Hamilton Supporters Club coming on, Barton Street Battalion, so that'll be fun. Awesome. Um, and last, uh, Anthony Totera, a Canadian Twitter legend, um, tweeted the other day, I would say cryptically, but it's not. He tweeted, Ottawa, Langley, Saskatoon, Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, Hamilton, Halifax, Toronto, Quebec City, Markham, Regina. 
our league for our players, hashtag 2018, hashtag 2019. Oh, Markham? That's close to where I'm. I work in Markham, so that's fine. There you go. Yeah, so like either way, so you end, end the day at the office, straight to the game. <laughs> <laughs> then to the pub. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, no, honey, I'm not driving home. Um, I don't know. I mean, the, the conversation about this for the last couple of days since he tweeted it has been, what is this based on? Is this factual? Are these places that will definitely have teams? Does he know something we don't? I don't know. We'll see. But, I mean, this is a decent list. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, that's so, good. We hope so. Anyway, that we'll end it there. Chindi, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys. This was fun. Yeah. I will hopefully be on one some time soon, but I mean I'm glad I came here for this, so yeah. thank you guys. Well when you come back for the wedding we'll do another one. Okay. Well, can you imagine <laughs> we we should part on the morning of the wedding. Uh, you said it, not me. <laughs> um, uh, okay. <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs> Alright, we'll see you next week. Cast. Get in touch at underthekosh blog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.